Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. God that takes care of us, that loves us, that knows what we need before we even knew the need was there. God is a God that gives. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss the children. Thank you, praise team, for your excellent work this morning. They practice long and hard, and practice can be challenging because, well, it's practice. But they put in the time and the work, and the Lord rewards them for that time. Amen? Amen. Look at all these kids leaving. Isn't that great? Amen. Praise God. I love seeing our children going to children's church. I remember during COVID, we were not able to have children's church, and here we are. We have children's church. God is moving. Amen. Amen. And God's going to do something in you today. I believe that. If you believe that, I want you to just raise your hands and accept it and claim it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Now, let's start off with prayer. Father, I come against distraction, God. I come against anything, Lord, that is not of you. Lord, I know that we worship and exalted your name, so I know that your presence is here, Father, but the enemy would love to creep in and distract through noise or distract through talking or whatever it may be. And so, God, we just come against that, Father, and, and we honor and respect you, Lord, knowing that our attention is upon you right now, God, to hear what you have to say, God, not what I have to say, but what you have to say. Father, let your authority go forth as we come against those things today that I'm going to come against, God, in your name, not in my name. Father, you did an amazing thing last week, and I, I believe with all my heart that you're not done. It's not that you can't be done, Lord. You can do everything in a second, God. But sometimes we require a little bit of extra time to process it. So, Lord, we're just believing that you're going to move today. We're believing that people are going to leave this place healed. Lord, I'm going to say that again. Not because you are hard of hearing, but I want to make sure the devil can hear what I'm saying. Because the devil has held too many people hostage for too long. The devil has held people hostage, blind, infirmed, incapacitated for too long, God. We have come to proclaim liberty through the name of Jesus. We proclaim that in your name, God. We proclaim that, Lord, someone will leave here, maybe many, will leave here today different, Lord, because of you. In your name I pray. Amen and amen again. Give the Lord a praise offering this morning. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know what? I just feel the presence of the Lord here in church today. To our visitors, I want to say welcome. Like Will said, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come back. You're welcome to come back. This is a church that we welcome everybody Everybody is welcome here. Amen. Amen. We also, most importantly, welcome the Holy Spirit. Yes. 
Amen? And the Holy Spirit's already showed up. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Amen? The Holy Spirit's already here. Amen? Now, what our job, what our job right now is to, is to not insult the Holy Spirit by paying attention to what He's saying. Amen? You ever been around somebody who wasn't really listening to you when you were talking? How did that make you feel? Right? Let's listen to what the Holy Ghost has to say to us this morning. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost has got something to say. So i got a lot of scripture up there for you guys. So normally I only have one scripture, so I know, uh, I know you can handle it because we've got experts up there. Amen? I appreciate these guys so much. First verse I want to give you today. We're going to have several. And Jesus said... I gotta stop here because I just love this part right here. Mm, mm, mm. It's gonna be a special day today. It's gonna be a special day. And Jesus said, Who touched me? <laughs> like Jesus didn't know. Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Masters, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched you? See, Peter kind of reminds me of some people in the church. We get frustrated with the move of God. Lord, we have an agenda here. Mm. Lord, we got an agenda. Can I tell you, I'm one of them. I like to control things. The Lord showed me that this week. Come on now, I'm being, I'm being a little transparent with you. I like to control things and make sure God said, you need to stop controlling and let me move. And I said, whoa, God, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I, I, I need to let you move, right? And so we're going to, if you don't mind, we're going to let the Holy Ghost move today. Is that okay with you? We're going to let the Holy Ghost move today. So, but like, like Peter, we in the church, we were more focused on where we have to be next than God doing what he needs to do, amen? And let me tell you something, God is a God where time does not matter, okay? I wanna let you know that right now. In the old days, in the old days when, when Pentecostalism, was, uh, Pentecostalism was poured out, they would stay in church all day long, amen? They would go eat something and they would come back and they would worship again. They would go eat something. That's why us preachers are fat because we're always eating something, okay? So they would go eat something and they would come back again and they would worship actually all night long, amen? But somehow they were able to go to their jobs the next day because the Lord gives you sustaining power, Amen? Listen, Paul preached all night. He preached so long that somebody fell out of the window and got hurt. I mean, they actually died, and Paul prayed for them, and they come back to life. So if I come pray for you while you were sleeping, I'm assuming that you died, and I need to pray for you coming back to life. Amen? But I want to tell you this morning that God is a God that deserves to be worshipped. God is a God that deserves to be praised. And God is a God that deserves all the accolades that we can give him. Amen? God is a God that is here for us and is ready to move in our lives. Amen? Stop trying to explain away God. Stop trying to hinder God. Stop trying to put God in a box. Stop trying to tell God what he can and what he can't do because of your interpretation. Stop telling God who he is. Stop telling God who he is because I'm going to tell you right now, nobody in this room, including me, do not really understand fully who God is. Amen? I will tell you, God walks on the water. God rose from the dead. God can do anything and everything that he wants to do this morning. Amen? And I don't care this morning if you have cancer. I don't care if you've been, this has happened to you or what's happened to you. God is a God of healing this morning. Amen? God is a God of... Mm, hey. 
Now listen, listen. I know the healing can sometimes be tough to explain because what happens when someone passes? Well, they just receive the ultimate healing, amen? They just received the ultimate healing. We should give God glory for that. I know we're sad about that. We're sad about that this morning. But praise God, I know where Genevieve's daughter went. Amen. I know that God, when I was in the room with her and I was praying with her, I felt the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I, listen, it is not my job to determine those things. But I know that I know what God showed me. And I know that I know that God is in the healing business today. It didn't stop 2,000 years ago. And it hasn't stopped today. Amen. Praise God. For the past few weeks, we've been talking about God gives. How many know God is a giving God? Amen? God is a giving God. We've been talking about God giving freedom, God giving hope. Last week we talked about God giving joy. How many has got some joy in their heart this morning? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, just a little hint. If you've got joy in your heart, you're required to smile. Let me see you smile. Some of you are like this. <laughs> That's the way I look when we take pictures. I don't know why that is. <laughs> drives my wife crazy. But God is a giving God. He is full of love and demonstrates that love to us. Listen to these scriptures, John 3, 16. It's not going to be up there, but you know this scripture, don't you? For God so loved the world that he what? He gave? God is a giving God, amen? I love you people, but I would never give you my son, okay? And if I did, I'd get in trouble with my wife. Why'd you give our son away? There are times that I wanted to give him away growing up as a teenager. Amen. I love him. I do. I love him. But there were times. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I would never give my son away. But God and his love for us, for God so loved the world that he God's a giving God. God is a giving God. There's a scripture up there now, James 1.17. says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. In other words, I just want you to know the devil ain't giving you nothing but trouble. The devil ain't giving you nothing but heartache. The devil ain't giving you nothing but sadness and sorrow. But every good gift, every perfect gift comes from God the Father. Amen? It comes from God the Father. He said every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from who? The Father of lights. In him there is no variation or shadow of turning. Praise God. Our God, say it with me, is a giving God. Amen. Let me give you one more verse here. Luke eleven thirteen. If you, they're talking about us being evil. How many knows that they're evil? Yes, we're all evil. Amen. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? Will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Amen. Praise God. I want you to know this morning. I want you to know this morning. When God has something for you, say it with me, it's good. Amen. Say that with me. When God has something for you, what is it? It's good. What is the definition of the word good? It means great, awesome, stupendous, Fabulous. Amen. Amen. That means it's wonderful. You don't look at it and go, I don't really want this. No, when God gives you something, you're like, wow, that's amazing. Amen. Amen. 
When God gives you something, you don't look at it and wonder if you really want it. Maybe because it's not. You ever had somebody give you clothes that maybe didn't fit? Or maybe you didn't like because it was a different style? Or maybe you didn't want it? I want to tell you this morning that when God gives you something, it is a perfect fit. It is the perfect thing. And God gives you exactly what you need for that moment, for all time. What God does, he is a, come on, say it with me. He is a giving God this morning. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, God is a giving God. When he gives you something, it's not compromise. It's not halfway. It's all the way. It may be gradual. It may be gradual, but it will be complete. Oh, come on now. It will be complete. It will be complete. God does not start something with you, according to Philippians 1.6. He does not start something with you and then not finish it. Oh, man. You ever, you ever started a project and don't finish it? Men? Come on, men. Yeah? My house is littered with, I'll get to that later. Okay? My wife wants me to do something, and I don't know why she gets upset with me. If I told her I'll do it, I'll do it within six months. Right? Maybe a year. I'm not sure. But when God does something, there's no, there's no incompleteness to what he does. He finishes what he started, amen? He finishes the job, amen? What I want you to know this morning is that today, we're going to talk about what God does and what he gives you. And that gift today that we're talking about is healing. God gives healing. Look at your other neighbor and say, God gives healing. In Acts chapter 10, 38, bring this up, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing what? Good. And all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Can we understand right now that the devil oppresses us? Come on now. Can we understand that the devil oppresses us? The devil comes against us, him and his little minions. He attacks and attacks and attacks, and he puts thoughts in your minds, and you get discouraged, you get depressed, you get down and all that, and you wonder where it's coming from. Well, it's not coming from God, I can tell you that. His little enemies are whispering in your ear. Now, some of that is because we invite him in, isn't it? Come on now. We, we, we say, come on, devil, I'm, I'm ready to talk about somebody, I'm ready to gossip, and then he just comes in like a flood and fills our heart with all kinds of things. But there's other times you could be reading the Bible and studying God's Word or praying, and the enemy just starts whispering in your ear because he does not want you to receive what God has for you, amen? He wants to be that louder voice. He wants to be that louder voice. See, all the devil is is a bully, He's got no power over you unless you give him that power. Amen? He has, listen to me, he has no power over you. See, he went about changing lives. Listen to this. When Jesus was on earth, he changed lives. He restored that which was broken. He said, the Lord's talked to me today. And there's some people here, there's some things in your life that's broken. 
there's some things in your heart that are not right. I'm not, I'm not talking about sin. We'll deal with that at another point. I'm talking about hurt. I'm talking about anguish. Maybe it's your body that's broken. I don't know. But what I do know is that something is not right. Amen. I will tell you today that the Lord has come. His Spirit is here to worship you. Julie, I need you to go get me some water, please. Thank you. You're the best, <coughs> best daughter I have. But what I struggle with, here's what I struggle with as a pastor. I struggle to understand how people can walk in and out of church every Sunday, broken, when the Spirit of God is here. I struggle with that. I struggle with that. I'm not talking about people who are coming to the altar and trying to get it right, because sometimes, sometimes the, the healing is, takes time. Amen? Sometimes you're not going to get over some things right away. The Lord deals with that. And in and the, and the Bible, the Greek word for healing in most cases is, is called therapuo, which means where we get the word therapy. In other words, God takes it over time. He builds a relationship with you. But I'm talking about people who, who just sit back and say, well, that's just who I am. That's just me. That's just what has happened in my life, and I accept it. What are you accepting? Why are you accepting that hurt in your life when the Lord stands before you this morning and say, hey, why don't you give that to me? I can handle it a whole lot better than you can. I can deal with it a whole lot better than you can. I can heal you. I can restore you. I can make things right. But we walk around hindered. We walk around broken. And I want to tell you this morning is that God gives wholeness of life. God gives completeness. God gives joy. God gives healing. Amen. Jesus was sent for this purpose in Luke chapter 4. He says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Do you feel that this morning? The spirit of the Lord is here. The same spirit, the same spirit that was on the Lord is upon us right now. Thank you, sweetheart. Wow, that's cold. It's going to be a shock to my vocals. Anybody else thirsty? Tough. The Spirit of the Lord is here this morning. Amen? Amen. The, the same, the same Spirit that was on Jesus has been given to us. You guys are good. This side over here, we got to work on it. The spirit that was on Jesus is upon us. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Pastor, there you go, trying to get working people up and everything. Yes, you're right. Because if, if I don't cause you to get excited about the word of God, then you walk out of here feeling nothing. The Lord wants to do something in your life. I can't emphasize it enough. He wants to do something. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. See, the thing is, a lot of people say they have the Holy Spirit, and they're filled with the Holy Spirit, and that's it. They're done. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit, I'm done. No, 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 no. You've been anointed to preach the gospel. You've been anointed to preach the gospel. Listen to what else we've been anointed to do. He has sent me 
to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Praise God. There's someone brokenhearted here today, and God is ready to heal you. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Someone's, someone here, we've had it happen before. People come in drunk or high. If you're drunk or high, God is ready to deliver you from that today. Listen, man, I tell you what. People say, I don't want to go to church because I'm drunk or high. I said, no, 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 come to church. We can take care of that. We'll cast that right out of you. We can deal with that. Amen. I don't care if you're drunk or high. Come. Amen. As a matter of fact, the service can be a little bit more exciting. Amen. Then he says, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Praise God. You know what I'm saying right now? I proclaim this the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. I proclaim this the acceptable year of the Lord. Because God wants to move, and God wants to heal. Amen? Amen? Preaching on healing is difficult, though. Because some televangelists, and I won't say who they are, but you know who I'm talking about, and, and maybe you like them, I don't know, but I'm going to say what I'm going to say. You can love me or hate me, that's up to you. I prefer you love me, it makes it easier. But these televangelists, they've, they've given this image of them slapping someone. You know what I'm talking about, right? And they've turned it into this demonstrative thing. They slap someone or they kind of wave at them, which I just think is kind of weird. I say, oh, pastor, you shouldn't talk about ministries like that. Oh, I should talk about ministries that are not of God. I have the right to do that, and I should do that. Amen? And you know, and see, here's the thing. As believers, as believers, we get caught up in the theatrical. Did you know that? Because we see what we think is God when it is not God. We see what we think is spiritual when it's not spiritual. We see what we think is is from God when it is actually not from God, but it is actually our own flesh. Amen? Amen? Because I will tell you, if this caused people to be healed, then more people would be healed. Amen? I want to know what causes people to be healed, so they make it difficult. Amen? Now, sometimes God works in mysterious ways, right? But for, the, for a lot of times, I want you to understand it's not the fantastical that causes people to be healed. It's the relationship with God that causes people to be healed. Amen? See, let's go back to the Old Testament. Remember Naaman? Remember how he, he went to the prophet Elisha? He says, I want to be healed from leprosy. He was a Syrian captive. He I want to be healed from leprosy. And Elisha wouldn't even meet with him. He says, go down to the Jordan and dip yourself seven times. And that made Naaman mad. He's like, I'm not going to do that. I thought, what's crazy? He was insulted by it. Sometimes we're insulted when God asks us to do things that bring about our healing, aren't we? Well, you want me to go down and get prayed for? Oh, you want me to fast? God, I'm not going to do that. And somebody told me, he says, listen, just do what God says and watch what happens. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But let's just do what God says. If you're wrong, he's wrong. But if not, what else can happen? So Naaman goes down to the water. He takes off his outer clothing. He goes into the muddy Jordan. It wasn't a pretty thing. You ever been in really muddy water and you can't see at the bottom? I personally have a huge fear over that, not being able to see what's underneath me. 
I don't like that at all. And so Naaman was going there. He dipped in the water the first time, and he came up. He still had leprosy. See, some of you have been going to the Lord, and you don't understand why God hasn't fulfilled your healing. He went into the water a second time. Nothing. He went under a third time, and he came up. Nothing. You think Naaman was getting a little frustrated? You think maybe the people there had to speak encouragement to him? You know what we don't do as believers sometimes is we don't speak encouragement into other believers' lives. We just, listen, what we do, what we do, what we do is we give judgment. We sit there and say, well, you just need to believe more. You, you, you obviously have some sin in your life that you need to take care of. Can I tell you right now, quit talking like that into people's lives who are seeking healing and instead speak encouragement. Hey, say, say words like, I'll pray with you. We'll do it together. I'll agree with you, amen. I'll fast with you. When we do that together, then we start to build one another up instead of tear one another down. Goes into the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time. I remember Elisha said, go down seven times, right? Go down seven times. I imagine it took all in Naaman's will to go down that seventh time because he's going down into dirty, muddy water. He's completely going down. But let me tell you what happened. That seventh time, he popped out of that water and he was like, you know, his eyes are probably closed. I mean, we don't know exactly how it happened, but let's just, let's just go with this for a second, okay? His eyes were probably closed, and he didn't want to look, and slowly he looked down, and where he once saw leprosy, he saw clean, beautiful skin, amen? God had healed him. God had healed him because he had the faith to believe that God would do what he said he would do. But it wasn't just Naaman. It was his friends around him. It was his friends encourage him. Some of you are walking this journey by yourself, and that's where we get into trouble because you're not strong enough to walk it on your own, no matter how much you think you are. Man, in the church, we like to hide things that we're going through, don't we? Don't we? We don't like to talk about it. You know why? Embarrassment? Shame? Are any of those things from God, by the way? You know what James 5.16 says? He says, pray for one another. I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, pray for one another. When you pray for one another, you're healed. When you confess to one another, you're healed. Come on, now, now there he's talking about sin, but the concept still applies. When we confess one another and we say, listen, I'm going through this right now. Can you pray for me? And, and see, here's where we have to show control. We can't get on the prayer chain. Did you know what happened to her? And then you end up not praying. No, we can't do that. We have to earnestly seek God for one another. If you were to come on Sunday night, you know what we do for Sunday night prayer? We line it up and we say, we're praying for this person and this person, and we're praying them back into the kingdom. We're praying for their healing. See, Naaman is just one example. The ten lepers that were healed by Jesus were on their way to the priest, and after they were on their way to the priest, they were healed. The blind man in John was touched by Jesus, not one time, but twice. Twice he was touched by Jesus. And you think to yourself, was Jesus not powerful enough? No, no, that's not it at all. He wanted to demonstrate to us that sometimes healing is instantaneous and sometimes it's a relationship 
And sometimes it takes a while. But in the end, healing is there. Besides, did you know that God works differently with people? Did you know that? I, I don't know what it is with Christians. God, we talked to this, about this on Wednesday night in our pursuit. We, we somehow think the way that God deals with us is how he's supposed to deal with everybody else. And then we judge them for that, don't we? Come on now. Well, and hear the words that I hear. Well, they should know better. <laughs> well, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't know better. And by the way, who are you to judge? Do you have all the answers? I know I don't. I've done that. We've all done that, haven't we? But can we say that as brothers and sisters, we don't need to judge? Well, pastor, we can judge them by their fruit. That's really not what Jesus was talking about. Jesus wanted us to love one another. I can show you plenty of other scriptures where he just simply wants us to love and encourage one another and build one another up, not tear each other down, amen? The divided house is going to fall, amen? We should, here's a, here's a weird concept, are you ready? And I've said this quite a few times, so be, forgive me for repeating myself, but I'm going to continue to repeat it. Do you know God does not love one race more than the other? Did you know that? Did you know, did you know that God doesn't love men more than women? Did you know that God loves transgenders? Did you know that God loves pedophiles? Did you know that God is a loving God? He doesn't love the sin, but he loves us. Amen? And if God loves us, if God loves us, and God wants to set us free, and God wants to bring, did you know that God wants to bring healing? You guys know that, right? See, I know because God... Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. For a father not to give gifts to their children, it's like having Christmas and looking at your kids and say, I love you, but you ain't getting nothing. Even though I have the money to give it to you, you're not getting anything, but I love you. Do you think the kids are going to believe that? No. Well, if you love me, then you would show it. Amen? And God does show it to us. He gives good gifts to men. He gives good gifts to women. He gives good gifts to those that he loves. He gives good gifts to his people. Amen? But what if? What if God did something today in your life? See, I already feel this resistance from some of you. Because the first two words out of your mouth or in your mind is, not me. But let's just play the what if game. What if God did something in your life today? Now, I'm not stopping him. Actually, the only people that really stop God are ourselves. We hinder the move of God. Pastor, I'm just not comfortable, but somehow you're comfortable with not being healed. Somehow you're comfortable living in the misery and frustration that you're... How can you be comfortable with that? It's like sleeping in a bed full of razors. Right? Every time you turn over, it cuts you. 
It's a death by a thousand cuts. I'm telling you, you can be free from that. You can be delivered from that. You can enjoy the joy of the Lord. Amen. Healing needs to come to the people. Healing needs to come to the church. Healing needs to come to a people who need to acknowledge that God can bring that healing to them. Amen. Healing needs to come to a church that has long forgotten that God is a healing God. Healing needs to come to a believer who knows and understands that God has not done with them yet. He is ready to step into your life right now. Amen. See, maybe you've been to the altar hundreds of times and you've received nothing. But what if? What if this was the time? Come on. What if? What if by faith, remember that seventh time that Naaman went down? What if by faith you rose up out of your seat and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it one more time? Yeah. One more time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go down there one more time. Because, and a lot of times, a lot of times we can't see the healing that God is doing in us because we're so focused on the negative. You know what we need? Some of us need a life change. Amen? You know what a life change is? It's when all your life is filled with negative, 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 negative. But you realize that God is more powerful. Now you're going to become positive, 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 positive. Amen. Amen. Positive. Amen. Listen, I'm not talking about some new age thing because the new age people stole it from, from God. We have to have faith and believe and think positively that God is going to do it. Amen. Amen. Know that we know that we think, but Pastor, I, I'm, I'm tired. I've been to the altar. What if it happened today, or could have happened today, but you missed it? Maybe does you think that God doesn't hear you or want you? Here's what's interesting, is that line of thinking is nowhere in Scripture. Not one instance in Scripture did Jesus ever reject anyone who came to him in need. Amen. Never, never did he reject anybody. Pastor, I'm so ashamed of what I need healing for. This lady, I gave the first verse, the woman with the issue of blood. She was cursed with a disease, and I say cursed, that basically meant she was having her menstrual cycle on a continual basis for 12 years. Because of that, all right, here's, here's what I'm going to lay it on right here, okay? Are you ready for me to lay the bomb down? You ready? I'm, I'm warning you, okay? So perk up. If you're asleep, perk up. This is the big moment. Because of this, she was not allowed to go to the temple to worship because of Mosaic Law. Some of you, what you're going through has hindered and stopped your worship. Some of you, because of what you're going through, has hindered and stopped your worship. The Lord says, that time is done. That time is done. So, so Jesus, 
Jesus was called by this man, Jairus, and says, hey, hey, I need you to come heal my daughter. Come heal my daughter. She's really sick. And, and Jesus, being the, the great man that he was, the man of God, son of God, he goes and he's about ready to heal this girl. But it, as he's on his way, this woman, she wasn't supposed to be around anybody. She wasn't supposed to be near anybody. But she pushed her way through. Oh, praise God. She pushed her way through. She didn't care. She's like, I don't care anymore. I got to. And can you imagine all the religious leaders? Well, that's not proper. We can't have that in church. You know what? Sometimes we need to quit worrying about the rules of church and just let God move. I'm not talking about anarchy. I'm not talking about anarchy. But can we, can we realize that God can move whatever way he wants? Can we just for a moment say that God can do whatever he wants to today? Can we just say for a moment that God is God? Can we say that? So she pushed through. And all she could reach was the hem of his garment. And in that moment, the issue of blood that was coming from her and caused her to no longer be able to worship, to, to not be able to go home to her husband, to not have a normal marriage, to not have a normal life, that, blood of, that issue of blood stopped. Amen. It stopped right then. And see, Jesus knew. Because you know what he said? Because he wanted her healing to be complete. He said, who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? And the lady raised her hand, and she said, it was me. You know what Jesus is? His go. May your healing be complete. Come on now. You can be ashamed of what you're going through, but a healing does not come through shame. God uses doctors, and I, I know there's a place for them, don't get me wrong, but doctors don't have all the answers. As a matter of fact, every time you go to the doctor, they tell me we've learned something different. There's a new theory out there, and I looked at one and I said, do you guys even know what you're doing? That probably was not the right thing to say at that moment. Because they, they are constantly changing how, what they know about the body. Can I introduce you to the physician who knows everything? Who knows everything? See, I'm taking a risk today talking about healing because there may be someone's healing doesn't come complete today. So I prayed about it this morning. I was up at 4 a.m. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just expressing to you what I go through for these sermons. And I was praying and said, oh, God, I, I, I don't know, 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 I don't know. And God says, but I know, 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 I know. He goes, what are you worried about? You're not in charge. But God, what if I look stupid? He goes, well, that's beside the point. We're going to worry about me touching people today. Quit worrying about how you feel and start worrying about what I'm doing. So here's what I give to you right now.
There's people here that need a touch. You've been going to counseling and it hasn't helped. I'm not against counseling. We offer counseling here at the church. But it hasn't helped. It hasn't solved the issue and you're struggling. There's someone here you've thought about suicide. You don't even know why you're at church this morning, but you just felt like you had to be here. There's someone here that you're struggling with a sickness you haven't told anybody about. There's someone here that even this morning you question God, why? Is that hitting anybody? And I want to tell you right now that as real as I'm standing right here, God can heal you. As real as I'm standing right here, God can heal you. As real as I'm standing right here, God can heal you. Some people say, well, well healing, healing was for then, it's not for now. What short-sightedness is that? Why would God bless them and not bless us? God, it's for now. It's for now. I've never seen more trauma than I've seen here in Juneau. Maybe this is the first time I've been exposed to it like this. But there's a lot here. Amen? The enemy has taken over your lives too much. It's time to cast out the enemy from your life. You need to give him the eviction notice. Amen? You cannot, you cannot be buddy-buddy with the devil and truly live for God. Amen? You have to remove that from your life. Are you ready to receive from God this morning? Are you ready to receive from God this morning? Are you ready to receive from God this morning? I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you ready to receive from God this morning? If you're ready to receive from God this morning, I want you to stand up right now. Come on, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up if you're ready to receive from God. Now here's what we're going to do. We need to make a public display of what we need from God. Amen? He publicly died on the cross for us. If that's you, if you have healing or you need healing, I want you to come down to the altar right now. Come. Come. People leave, that's okay. That's all right. We're going to do what God wants us to do. Amen? Come to the altar. If you need healing, come to the altar. Sister, if you want to sit down over there, it's okay. okay. You can sit down over there. I know it's hard for you to stand. If it's hard for you to stand, you can sit down over there. Come on now. You guys, come on down this way a little bit over here. Come on, scoot down, scoot down, scoot down. I'm going to ask again, is there anybody else that needs healing from the Lord? Anybody? All right. 
the Spirit of God is here. If my people would hear my voice, I desire to heal you from your brokenness, from your trauma, from your generational trauma. I am not against you. I'm not against you. I am for you. I'm ready to bring healing into your life. I'm ready to touch you. Receive from me. Receive from me. Just like the woman who reached out and touched the hem of my garment, reach out and touch me this morning. Thus says the Lord to his people. If you need healing this morning, I want you to raise your hand if you can. I want you to tell the Lord right now what you need. Say it. Say it. Say it. Tell somebody what you need. Tell somebody. Then what I want you to do is I want you to grab somebody. Men, be with men or husband and wives. It doesn't matter. I want you to grab somebody. And I want you to tell them what you need. I want you to begin praying for one another. Begin praying for one another. Hallelujah. Michelle, why don't you come over here with her? Hey, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Richard, you guys pray together. Amen. You guys pray together. You guys pray together. Oh, you guys pray together right here. PJ, come on down here, brother. Today, you guys pray together. Hallelujah. Come on, tell each other. Begin praying right now. Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.